four-decade-old cold case. Thanks to cutting-edge DNA technology, the arrest happening exactly 39 years to the day. When Parabon Nanolabs used that sample to create 3D models of the suspected killer's face. It's heartbreaking. We miss her, and we're going to find her. We're going to keep looking until we do. It's like a never-ending nightmare. It doesn't end. It keeps returning and coming back. Hey, that was you. Did you hear yourself? <laughs> yep, I heard her. Yeah, every every episode, she's the last one to talk. Yeah, uh, well, at the, yeah, at the very end too, right? Because it's that's oh yeah, that is the ex exit, isn't it? Linda is like our queen. You know, she was our <laughs> very first episode we ever did with Locating Lost. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. one way to do it, mother. Okay, <laughs> jump right in. Yeah, Might so we well got. Five or six people. We'll wait just a few more seconds here before we get going. I do appreciate you guys joining us tonight. All right. So tonight we're joined by Linda Perkins and her daughters, Angel and Tracy. Uh, they're here to talk about their father and husband, Ludger Blanger, who disappeared on November 25th, 1975 from Washington, Maine. Good evening, guys, ladies. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Um, so are, are you from Washington? Is that where you guys lived? Yes, Washington, Maine. There's not a whole lot going on in Washington, Maine, is there? Very little. <laughs> she still lives in the same place. Yeah, 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't mind, Linda, um, could you talk about you know, maybe the days leading up to Luge's disappearance and, and everything that took place? Well, we were going hunting on that day, deer hunting. Um, we had planned to leave early in the morning and then uh, he was going to come back. Yeah, he was supposed to. Uh, we sat we for we sat together. for a little while. We usually sit early in the morning, and then mm -hmm. uh, he brought me home. Well, his brother brought me home. He wanted to get off and hunt down through the woods to the county road and walk home. And, so, how uh, far away was that from your house? A uh, quarter of a mile, maybe. Yep, about a quarter of a mile. Um. Mm -hmm. But he never came home. Uh, yeah, he was going to come take me to work because of the snowstorm. I didn't drive in the snow. Uh, he, uh, so about what time was it that you guys let him out of the vehicle? And then you said you and his brother drove home around 9 a.m.? 9 a.m., yeah. So what, time so what, what, what time was it that you were supposed to... Did he say how long he was going to be gone? Or he was just going to be out just to do a little more hunting? He be home by noon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he didn't come home. And I went next door, told him that he didn't come home yet. Because his parents lived next door. Right. His parents mm -hmm. lived there. Yeah. Um, so we went out on snowmobiles trying to find mm -hmm. him. Did you see his tracks or anything? Did you see anything? Because I assume this is like later, right? Around four or five in the afternoon. 
Well, we went out because they knew he was supposed to be home to take me to work. So we went out earlier than that. You know, probably one, two o'clock. He was out riding around on snowmobiles trying to see him. Um, we didn't follow his tracks across the uh, across the field down to the woods. We didn't follow those. We just went on sleds and and uh, they didn't follow the tracks until later on when the game wardens were called. So did you see anything out of the ordinary or? Nothing. Where uh, where did the, the tracks uh, inevitably lead to? Well, they went down through the woods. Um, uh, they, it, they come out onto an old tote road. I can't remember the name of the road right now, but the old tote road. And that's where they found tracks and tire tracks. They found where he gutted a deer, too. Um, they found where he shot a deer and he gutted it. The game wardens did. Um, did. Did they say, like, how do they know that was his deer? They followed his tracks. Oh, there was, yeah, fre- was fresh snow, <laughs> fresh snow, um, and they could follow his tracks pretty good. So, because I, you know, we showed him, showed them. I didn't show them where. Where he went in, and the the gentleman that lived across the road from where we dropped him off, he was a professional tracker, and he told the Grey Mordens where they where he went in because he saw him he was watching him um so later on in the afternoon you're probably pissed because he didn't show up to bring you to work right <laughs> but at well, what I'm point did you start getting worried yeah i was worried and i kind of don't remember a lot that mm-hmm. night i was kind of messed up and i ended up going by ambulance to the hospital so mm. i don't remember a lot about the rest of that day right. and let's touch on that too for a minute how old were you when luger disappeared i was 20. you're 20 years old and you had three children at the time right yeah you guys got married at 16 years old i was 16 yeah yeah and how old was luger when he disappeared 25. So you're a young couple, three kids. Mm-hmm. He was just out no. trying to get some food for for winter. Yep. For his family. And and so so they they found the tracks or his tracks stopped at the road, and that was the last sign of him. Right. That was they, they didn't find any more tracks. Like he'd gone back in across nope. the road or anything. Um, nope. Just that it led up to that road, and that was. Yeah, it showed him getting into, you know, the tracks. He, there was a car there. The... They even found where they had he had leaned his gun up against a tree. They found the butt of a gun hole leaning up against the tree. They, they, they found that, and they found a receipt at the scene from a... From where the car got uh, worked on that day. Uh, something with the radiator or something down in Union at uh, Walker's Garage down there at the mm-hmm. time. So, 
Um, I do have a quick question here. Gary Karen asked, did he know the area well? I assume he did. He, he grew well. up there, right? Yeah, Very he hunted well. there every year. But he hadn't lived there. He only lived there about a year, but he had relatives that were there, and he always he hunted there all the time. Right. And it's, it's one thing to, to go visit relatives somewhere and you can still not know the area, but if you're going to hunt an area, you're going to get really familiar with it really well. Yeah. Right. He knew that he couldn't drag that deer by himself back up hills. So he dragged it to the tote road. Okay. He knew, he, knew yeah, he could most... pull it up to the road and get a ride somewhere. Right. But they had the, the car was on the tote road and these two gentlemen. So let, let, let's get into that a little bit about what, what we know about the the vehicle or the receipt that was found for, for the vehicle. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it was it was worked on that earlier that day or it was picked up earlier that day, right? It was worked on that day, yeah. They drove it to that garage. Mm -hmm. And um, they uh, they did eventually find the vehicle, correct? Yes, they found it in Camden. Now, how, how far away is Camden from, from Washington? Uh, yeah, half, probably half hour, miles. maybe. Yeah, half hour. You can tell we're from Maine because we measure distance and time and not <laughs> miles. <laughs> um, That's very, very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's, here's something I want to say, too, is um, they, they tracked him to supposedly where this vehicle may have been parked uh both gentlemen that were in the vehicle urinated right in the snow yeah. like if this happened today they would have had this it would have been open shot case it would have been closed within a week or two right um they also saw where the driver had picked up his gun and put that uh and that they had the deer in the back of the truck uh trunk um right. there was beer cans there there were beer cans at the location. They would have got DNA off those. Cigarette butts. Yeah. So when the officers went to the garage to talk to the mechanics and stuff, what what did they have to say about these two individuals? Said that they were drunk. Intoxicated. Yeah, that's a better word, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, they had been drinking and they were loud. Um, they wouldn't let him in the car. Demanding. They didn't want him to get into like Right. Because they had been there twice that day, right? They had gone there that morning, which is why the receipt yeah. was in the snow. And then they, they went, went back. back that afternoon to have repairs done. Did mm -hmm. they mention anything about the vehicle in the afternoon? Like, did they notice anything? Nope. Just that they wouldn't let them get anywhere near. Had they had they noticed a shotgun or something mm -hmm. in the front seat? Between the seats? They didn't say anything. Um, not that I know. I don't remember that part. Um, there's another that I was told that the back window was shot out of it. So I don't understand if he went back to that garage and they didn't notice that there was no window in the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's right. And that's that's my understanding is when, when the police department sees the vehicle, there was no back seat, back window missing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you have you have confirmation of that? Is that what they told you as well? Right. There was no back seat, and they found the back seat on a dump. Oh, they did find the back seat. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Was there any evidence of 
gunshot or anything in the uh, the seat itself? The um, seat was pretty burnt, but they yeah, they don't think they found much. Yeah, and what would be the the reason for burning it, right? Unless maybe there was evidence there, either right. blood or or something, right? Correct. And I'm surprised they didn't just torch the whole vehicle. Yeah, I know. I think they probably. I mean, all this. So, I understand that PD believes that the whole reason why they did this is to take his deer, right? Do what? Take his deer. To yeah. take his deer. That's what yeah. the police thinks the motive was. I mean, how yeah. ridiculous to kill somebody. You're also losing your vehicle at this point because you've destroyed that. Well, I mean, you're also uh, trying to think about reasoning with a couple of guys that are drunk too, right? Um, it yeah. could have been like he gets up to the road trying to get a ride. They stop, think maybe they're just going to take it from him. And Luger tells him essentially, exactly, like go to hell, not going to happen. Like he's got his gun, maybe they grab theirs and it, it escalated. The the reasoning they told me was when they got to the end of the tote road, instead of going right to bring him home, they went left and he started in then probably. Okay. Then right. Suspect like, hey, dude, my house is that way. Be kind of the one that wasn't driving. But he was the owner of the vehicle, the passenger, correct? Right. Um, and the passenger leveled the gun over the back of the front seat and shot him while he was in the seat. Right. And that would kind of explain why there wouldn't have been any broken glass at the scene, right? But maybe it could have been down the road. Somebody asked, are there any bears in the area? I'm sure there's bears in Washington, correct? Yeah. They, yeah, I've had bears at my house, so. <laughs> and there's no evidence of you're having like a double life or anything like that, right? No. Oh. God, no. I don't even know why. He didn't hit enough with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Is there, did the police make any connection between Luger and the two guys in the vehicle? No. He's never met, like, as far as you know, he had never met those two guys. They, no. And then, the, I mean, they even came to me with a whole bunch of mug shots. And asked me if I recognized anybody, and I didn't recognize anybody they showed me. So, I don't... Uh, Holly McCormick mm -hmm. says, I had read that David Sevingston... Is that how you say his name? What is it? Swevenson. Swevenston. Had uh, insisted the garage fix the car. He was trouble. Yeah, I don't think they had a clean record. In fact... No, they they were very... Oh, oh. Colorful. That's a good... high and drunk would be what I have. Yeah, but their record. Their record. Their record was colorful. Yes. One of the podcasts that was really lengthy. Uh, yeah. Gary Karen asked, "Where's the vehicle?" And we already discussed that supposedly in the police crime lab. Yep, that's or so where you're told. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. So let's let's talk about David real quick. So he was the driver, but he was not the owner of the vehicle. Right. Uh, now, would you want to get into what happened to him and his family a few months later? You mean about the fire? Yeah. You mean about trying to blow up his wife? The explosion at the uh, <laughs> kind of, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he um, he kind of filled his cellar full of gasoline 
And without him knowing that his gas refrigerator had a leak, he lit a match to throw downstairs. And instead, it blew him through the big the big window they had in the house, out the window. Right. Yeah. And he eventually succumbed to his injuries. I know state police had gone down. A, did he get flown to Texas? Yeah, he did. He did. A burning yeah. center. Yeah. So state police went down there, supposedly tried to see if they could get deathbed confessional confessional from him and he did not say a word no i apparently he could apparently i heard that he died before they got there oh That's really okay I, well, I mean i guess it's it's kind of nice to see that they attempted at least right right yeah yes um and and they're not sure if it was i've heard a couple of things there's an insurance ploy to try to blow up his house <laughs> with no one in it the other thing is his wife was upstairs when it happened, so I don't think you like the match if she's still in the in the house, right? I heard it was an insurance thing, and I also heard that she was upstairs, so I don't know. She got out a window up there, is what I was told. Yeah, so David has passed away. He's one of the suspects in Luger's disappearance, and then Pam Pierce asks, are those two guys still alive? So yeah, so David has passed away, and then who's the other gentleman? This one of the suspects Danny or Danny person of interest, Danny Collins Jr. Yeah, Danny Collins Jr. He is I remember person of interest or suspect. The first time we, this is you are first guest on this podcast, and mm -hmm. which thank you again. You're welcome for having faith in us. Um, and soon after that, we were contacted by a relative of Danny saying basically. You know, you guys can't say stuff that's not true. And I'm not saying anything that's not true. I mean, he is the person of interest in the case. Yeah, it was his vehicle that they've got sitting in their crime lab. Right. And people are allowed to have opinions and speculate about stuff. It's just how it is. There it is. I mean, we had to block all of them on Luigi's page because they were so foul mouthed. You know, they just... They they were I don't blame them I guess in a way but facts it's is facts well. you know and like you yeah. say we do have opinions and and if we have a last known suspect and they've he's always been a suspect he's always been a person of interest so that's just the way it is. Did he ever admit to being in that area? No, he said he wasn't. He said his brother borrowed his car that day because his daughter-in-law got all up in my business because I said some things. And she said that his brother borrowed his car that day. He didn't even have his car in 1975. This was a couple of years ago. And I don't know how the man would remember who had his car in 1975 if he wasn't there. Right. So, just saying. Now, the game wardens uh, went to, it was the Davis house they went to? Right after the disappearance, or is it? No, it was it was Danny's. It was Danny's because yeah. he had a COVID parked in his yard. So they went there to talk to him. Uh, yeah, I believe there was a, yeah, a news article about Luger's case. He had on the fridge or something. Yeah, he had out. the newspaper clipping. And while they're there, I guess one of the wardens had gone into another room or something where there's a freezer and they found deer meat yeah he said he hadn't got a deer yet this year right he hadn't been hunting he hadn't shot a deer and it was dick hennessy that took 
I guess he said they had needed to uh, see something. And so Danny took him back. And while Danny was back there, John Marsh got into the freezer on top of the refrigerator. And there was deer meat in there that wasn't even frozen wasn't yet. Frozen. So he mm -hmm. put a pack in his pocket, knowing he can't <clears> use <throat> it. But he put they, a pack um... in his pocket and took it. His biggest regret is that he didn't wait there for the search warrant. Right. I was going to say, because they, they left and they came back with the search warrant. All of a sudden, things that disappeared, right? Correct. Everything. Yeah, when they went back, there was nothing there. And <clears throat> that just sort of shows how, like, probably procedures in, in police have, have changed over the years and making sure you have a warrant probably before you go in and, and talk to a suspect or mm -hmm. right. at least staying there while, while they expedite a, a warrant, at least. Yeah. Uh, Holly Nichols McCormick says you could tell in all his pictures how much he loved his wife and girls. Thank you, Holly. Thank you. I don't remember him, but thank you. Yeah, how old were you two when, when your dad disappeared? Old. Tracy was four months old and Angel was 23 months old. Oh, so everyone understands that Angel is older than Tracy, so I'm sure Tracy appreciates <laughs> that now. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> and we have an older sister too. How's that, <laughs> How's that growing up? How's that growing up? We had. What's your sister's name? Michelle. She was three and a half. Michelle. She was three and a half. She was three and a half. So she privates her dad some, huh? Um, she, she told me the thing she remembers the most is him letting her have a whole box of cereal sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the important things, right? That sounds like a damn yeah. good memory, if you ask me. Yeah. How that, was life? Yeah, I was at work, and he let her have the whole box of cereal. That's what she remembers. <laughs> yeah, it was probably her dinner, you know. So I for you, for the other two girls, younger, what was life like growing up, you know, not knowing what happened to your dad? Were people honest with you in the beginning, like, did he disappeared, or, or what was said? Do you remember? The, um, there were a lot of things that were said, but a lot of things that weren't said. I, uh, my grandfather was bitter and angry about it, so he was not the person to go to for information. Um, mom didn't talk about it a lot because, well, I mean, it nearly killed her. So, mm. um, right. he, growing up in a small town, you hear things like. Um, they used him for lobster bait, or they put him in a septic tank, or not, is it a septic tank, or is it the well? There was wells. I mean, there was, he was uh, in Crystal Lake, or right, he was. Say, no, the kids on the bus would be like, they fed you. him to the pigs, or something like oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I can't. Today, or something, because they would go through times where they would. Didn't, didn't they say Crystal one Lake. of them said that? They found your dad's leg across uh, the lake. I don't know. Or something Probably like that. Something like that was on the bus. Just kids would just say stuff. I mean, because it was just small town, oh. very small town. Just, just crazy that they would say that type of stuff, though. Yeah, it's evil stuff. All right, let's call these kids' parents. What's their names? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would, they, you know, the kids, they would hear things. They listen to parents, you know, it's, and then they'd talk at school. So it was hard for them. 
All right, so this person, Lisa Kennedy, said, I'm new here. <coughs> they believe he was murdered, if you've already said that. Uh, yes, they believe that um, Luger had shot a deer. These, they have evidence that he had shot a deer, dragged out to a tote road. Uh, two gentlemen who had been drinking and possibly doing drugs of some sort, which, I mean, drugs back then is probably just marijuana. Who knows? Um, but they were they were still out doing whatever they were doing, and that they took his deer. Um, I think maybe Lucha resisted, and, and it sounds like they probably shot him in the back seat. Uh, the car was later found without the back window or back seat. Back seat had been burned and put in the local dump. And yeah. bodies have been found. And Luger's has never, yeah, Luger has never been found. Now, they did recently say that they had found a pair of pants out in the woods, though, right? Green yeah, hunting out, pants. Out, out near the area, in the area where he went hunting. Um, I mean, I went there, I met the, I mean, there was... <laughs> There was, you know, investigators and, and game wardens. And so the, the detective that had my husband's case at the time, and this was three years ago in April, um, he called me and asked me to meet him at about one o'clock that day. So I did, but down down at the, the old tote road where it came out. Um, and they laid the pants, they brought the pants over. It had rope with it too, because I said, those are the type of pants he was wearing. They were the color he was wearing. They're the size of him. Can I say they're his? No. They were all deteriorated. Checked all the boxes, though. You know, it was all deteriorated. They, But they, you could tell, still tell it was a pair of pants. And it mm -hmm. had, um, there was a rope all rolled up. And I said, well, he carried rope to drag a deer, you know. Um, right. But can I say they were his? No. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask you about the rope. Because huh? he, I was going to ask you about the rope because that's what my dad used to do too is carry a rope with him in case he catches right. a deer. It's much easier to drag a deer out right. with a rope than trying to just drag it by its legs or horns. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, Brenda asked, was, was Danny Collins Jr. at the garage when they brought the car in the second time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, both both guys were there, right? Yes, yes. Both times, yeah. Um but the last time I I mean, I saw those pants, but they were sending them to a lab in Texas cuz it was a more sophisticated lab apparently. And uh but I haven't heard a word from them and it's been almost 3 years now. So Yeah, a friend of mine said, "I've invited Linda Perkins to a Luda Blander show. She is his wife." <laughs> like, oh well, I'm actually talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angela Stevens. Do you know who that is? I actually went to high school with Angela Stevens. You know I Angela? know the name. Um, yeah, Luger. He went to um, Madonna. Madonna the last year. He graduated there, so in Waldeboro, Maine. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, was it two thousand one that you had petitioned the courts to declare him 
dead? Yes. And they didn't have an, an issue with it, right? Because obviously you guys at that point, I think it was like 24 years or, I mean, yeah, no, I guess my math is way off. And yeah. I had um, I had a letter from uh, the state police saying their efforts and what they believe happened and that they believe that he is now deceased. Um, I had that letter and reading my phone but we're using it, it uh, if you go on justice for luger belanger um all of that stuff is on there yeah i actually was looking at that earlier tonight um the letter in the declaration saying that he had has been deceased yep yep I, I don't know how you you did it linda at 20 years old to have three young children and have this happen to you I guess, um, obviously you're a strong woman. It was hard. Still is sometimes, but it was hard. They, But if I didn't have my girls, I don't think I would have made it. Right. I don't know. And it's not like you've got any sort of life insurance policy from Luger's disappearance because, I mean, you waited 25 years to have him declared dead because I assume you didn't want to believe it yourself. No, no, there was no insurance, you know. Just... Brenda Lee about... parents said, oh, sorry, go ahead. No. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Lee parents said, okay, so he lied. He didn't lend his car to his brother. He was at the garage. Absolutely. But again, if this happened today, there'd be cameras at the garage to say, hey, he's full of shit. He's right here in my garage. See, my thing, my thing, and I've tried and tried to, when the cold case unit was, available you know um my thing is with all the evidence they took that day with all the car all the evidence the beer cans the cigarettes the the whatever they got and they use the technology today with it why can't they why won't they um that frustrates me beyond Measure. If they still have it, why not? It would, it would be a closed case today. So, yep. um, and I remember the first time we talked to you, you had mentioned that you had talked to um, someone at the crime lab, and they basically said, well, I mean, it's been however many years that Luja's been gone. We'd rather spend the money on more recent yeah. cases. Well, we were all supposed to be have our time to sit down with the detectives and Renee Ordway. She was the advocate for the ones left behind, you might as well say. And she's the one that told me that Luja's pace was too old and they were going to focus on more recent cases. Those were her words. So I, I had to really grit my teeth. I bet. It would be a tough conversation. <clears throat> and I was told once we live in a bubble and we need to get over it. Who the hell said <laughs> that? I don't know if I should say. Who? An asshole. That's who. He was governor at the time. Oh, really? LePage. Really? Right wow. I was actually surprised by that. Yeah. I was shocked. I'm sure you were. You were too. It wasn't just now, me. There was there was a few families. You know, you guys live in a bubble, a bubble. 
a bubble. A bubble anyway, um, you know, and we we had, I mean, we had a uh, a company come from California. I was just going to ask. Wanted, this. He was gonna. They were gonna use focus it on like cold cases in yeah Maine. they were going to focus on cold cases in maine and they were they were about 20 families met him down at Wamata in in portland um and uh when we we had a couple hours talked told us what they were going to do you know blue something yeah blue jet something oh, or other i can't remember um but they said they had to get the okay from the ag's office and who was the attorney general at that time Janet Mills. I like shocked. <laughs> I like shocked. Um, but they got threatened with um, um, because co police, game wardens, any form of law enforcement are not allowed to talk about any case at all whatsoever, whether it be fifty years cold or it happened yesterday. They're not allowed. She told them that she would sue them with with um, uh, a case um, hindering. An investigation. A hindering investigation. Yeah. That's the word. They're, they're trying to help, dumbass. Yeah. Right. And then, and then I had a <laughs> I had Thank a you. um uh FBI couple that was retired. <clears throat> they wanted to take his case and go over it, fresh eyes, see what they could come up with, you know. And yeah. they were told, No way. There you are. Yeah, very young. <laughs> yeah, so is this they, who is with you right here? Is this Michelle? That's or is crazy. this Tracy. That's oh, okay. Tracy, my youngest. That's their prom. Yes, uh, for like Linda, I think I've known you for uh, at least over five years, I think. Yeah. And this whole time I thought this was your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out tonight this is actually a prom. I wore white. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Seeing him never gets old. I remember I miss him. Back a few years ago, I sent you a, it's a program that like makes the face move. There and... she is in her wedding dress. There Wait she is. Okay. You sent me what? I had sent you a picture one time where it like takes an image and then it has it move. Do you remember that? Oh my like, God. See that like him smile and stuff. Goosebumps. Yeah. I don't even know where that is now. It's still in the messenger. Before. I saw it the other day when I was in there. I was I went back through and looked through our messages just to see if there's anything I was forgotten about. I can't I don't know where that is. All right. I, if you can. I actually, well, yep. It's it's uh but that Look how young you two were. Very young. Very young. That's the day I shot some pheasants. <laughs> yeah. You see that bruise on his shoulder right there? Yeah. That's not a bruise. That's something in the picture. Yeah, it's it kind of on the walls here, too. Huh? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It just, just know what you know now. Because yeah. I don't know where he was shot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Seeing that, just it, it always gave me. You had told me one time that he was always smiling, and I think uh, you yeah. were the reason why he was smiling. Oh, thanks. I'd like to think so. But um Either that or it's his deer that he was getting. <laughs> he was a he was a big hunter, right? He went hunting yeah. deer. Hunted he was a big hunter, big fisherman, 
He loves sports. Outdoors oh. in general, right? All things outdoors. What What did he do for work? He was a mechanic on big skitters machinery, and, skitters. Like and diesel mechanic? Drop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Janine Colson uh, said, I remember when I, uh, when I was a kid, I remember hearing something about they should check the old Camden dump that they ever searched there. Now, is that where they actually found the, the back seat? You know, I have heard that it was the Union dump. I've heard that it was an Augusta dump. I don't know what's true. Okay. So all I know it was found on a dump burnt. I'm not really sure which one. They were lived in Camden, so. Right. Holly McCormick said, oh, look at you too. Uh, <laughs> Danielle's my wife. She said, me too. So I think there's a bother coming about you made him smile. Uh, they were in beautiful. And, Thanks, guys. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, Jennifer Jennifer Horn says, "Love you, Aunt Linda." Ah. Uh, oh, hi, Jenny. <laughs> there was another message up here too for uh, "Hello, Angel May" from Brenda Lee Parent. Hello, Brenda. So, yeah, you guys have a, a lot of followers, a lot of people that are hoping that this case is finally resolved for you and uh, that Luger is brought home for sure. That's what we pray for all the time. Just want him brought home and we want to lay him to rest our way, not their way. Whether that will ever happen, you know. Right, it's not a singular black. He can never give up. See what? I said it's not looking good, but you can never give up. Right. David no. uh, Benner says, Thank you, you Linda. I hope you get results. Thank you, David. <laughs> so, this is the Facebook page. It's called Justice Fallujah Belanger. Um, I'm sure you guys would. Take as many people as possible that willing to follow the page and try to help you solve case. Yeah, I shared the link to it once before, and I'll I'll share it again. Oh, okay, that's what that was because I like yeah, showed up that here. Was. Like, oh wait, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the link to the the Facebook page itself, so you guys can go there and join. Or I think right now we have like thirty people watching. So if those thirty people could take a second and just jump over and like that page and follow along with Luger's story. That'd be awesome. It would be. We'd all appreciate it. And uh, Cindy Goodwin says your family is always here for you. Thank you, Cindy. Love you, Cindy. Um, I'm surprised she remembered. <laughs> <laughs> she said she was going to watch if she remembered. Listen. How <laughs> <All> good. <laughs> Thank you for watching out, Cindy. Yes. <laughs> She's the best. Is there anything? Is there anything you want to say to, you know, maybe Danny Collins Jr. himself or uh, anyone else that might know what happened to Luger? Be very careful. <laughs> Putting you on the spot here. <laughs> In my opinion. Okay. In my opinion, you start off with my mind. If you had, yeah, if you had one thing to say to the people responsible, what is it that you'd say? In my opinion, 
Danny Collins Jr. murdered my father. In my opinion, he is a coward. In my opinion, if he had any balls whatsoever, he would, in fact, at least give us what is left of him. In my opinion, he's a, just a wretched, <laughs> wretched human. And well, that's about as much as I got. You know, and, and even if somebody posts an anonymous tip, if someone's willing to do that, that would be anonymous great. tip is where Anything. we could find Luger so we could bring him home for his family. Can you repeat that? I said, anonymous. if we could just find, if, if someone could just post an anonymous tip as to where we could find Luger and have him be brought home for you and his family. Like, that's yes. all we're asking. If that's you're going to be a coward and not say what you did and, and who you are, then just right. do it anonymously. Anonymous. That's right. We don't care, anonymous or not. We just would like to bring him home. We don't at care this if point, he's going to jail. We just want him. We don't want, Aunt, uh, don't want him. Just want him. That's it. Just want a dad gonna, and a husband. That's all. I was going to say that too. You know, you guys probably don't even want to see him prosecuted or anything. You just want to find Luger, bring him home, give him exactly. proper burial. Don't care. Don't care. Uh, he'll get his and hey, man. The, the only thing that has no statute of limitation is murder, right? So... Right, and you if know what? this person was the one to shoot or or do whatever to Luger, then if you're an accessory to a crime, you, you can't be, you know, punished at this point. So, blame and it on the other dude. Who cares? Even if Danny Collins doesn't say anything, somebody knows. Anybody? Yeah, there's. Somebody. After this amount of time, you'd have to assume that, that whoever did this had spilled the beans at one point in time, and and said something. Mm -hmm. We've had people that have told us stories about what Danny has said, things Danny has done, all maybe all hearsay, but not. It's it's pretty le legit in my opinion, and I believe that he's just a coward. He's not going to be the one that is going to do this. Somebody well, else. This? Somebody like, else has to. The Danny, if is, you didn't, if you didn't do it, Danny, just you know, turn on David. Tell us that he did it. I don't even care. You guys don't care at this point. Exactly. And then tell, tell us where he is. That's tell us where he is. That's where he is. Just tell us where he is. That's what we want most. That's what we want. That's it. You know, and who knows? Maybe Danny was an innocent bystander, and he was felt like he had to keep his mouth shut all these years. Holly Nichols McCormick says, "Praying for you all, hoping he is found and brought home." Thank you, Holly. Julie Bergeron, uh, she just liked your page. Uh, praying for all and hoping you can get some closure soon. Thank you. Anything you want to chime in, Tracy? I think you covered it here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, that? Tracy. <laughs> She's much more politically correct than I am. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Horn right. says, uh, let Loser come home so the family can say their final goodbye where he belongs. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, for sure. All right, so as the people watching... Uh, understand that Thanksgiving's coming up. You're going to get to spend your time with your family. 
enjoy them. Uh, absolutely enjoy them. Just remember that Luger's family will never get to enjoy his company again. Uh, he disappeared November 25th, 1975, just two days before Thanksgiving. And, and like we talked about earlier, Thanksgiving sometimes falls on the 25th, right? So I'm sure it's a painful holiday for you all. It is. Yeah. But it's it's nice to see how much support you guys have through all of this. There's a lot of a lot of love is being shared around. There is, and we appreciate it. Thank there, you. There always has been, you know. Yeah. My parents, my parents are both still alive, and they love Luger like a son. So. I was going to ask you if your parents are still around. Yep. Um, did the warden search more where the pants were found? So the pants were found because the guy was making trails out behind his yeah, he owns a breakfast, bed breakfast or... and he was out there with his excavator or whatever type of machinery he owns, and he was out there just making robes, and they the pants were dug up, you know. Did they have cadaver dogs cock the the at all? That they you know did. Of? They did when they yeah. came back. Um, and they were going to come back again, but we got that stupid foot of snow that year on April 10th. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Because you and I were talking at the time, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it's the... I don't know if they ever went back. They never contacted me, so... But that's the way it is. I I, I have little, little faith in law enforcement. They just... Communication isn't good. And I'm, I, I try not to stick up for them too often, but it feels like, you know, the cold case squad was supposed like, you're part of the cold case lines and, and you guys had fought to try to get funding for a cold case squad, but you wanted dedicated detectives, right? Not just when they had a chance they could work on these cases. And that's what's yeah, going in between on the now. other cases. They're working on current cases and then go back to these cases. Well, current cases don't stop. They don't slow down. No. And, and well, same thing with old cases. They're not going to, like, you can't work on, they're not going to go away if you don't work on them. Right. They're on a box in the back on a shelf. Right. It's like, it's like they're paying them to procrastinate. Yeah. For two years. And then apparently it was only, I was told it was only uh, approved for two years. So now there is not one. That's awful. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yvonne Bragdon says, "My heart goes out to you and your family. Hope you get closure soon. Been way too long." Thank you, Yvonne. And justice for Rob Morrison's yours says, "November is the hardest month for me. Sending you love and hugs as well as keeping you in my prayers." Now, who was that? Uh, justice was that for name? Rob Morrison Jewers. So it's a page, oh, okay. but uh, we actually had interviewed her. It's her yep. brother that had passed away. Um, mm -hmm. An unsolved homicide. Yeah. All right. You ladies have anything else before we end this? And we just want to thank you. Oh, thank absolutely. You. Uh, you don't have to thank us at all. Thank you for, for being on here with us. We're happy to, to share this. Any 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 stories that we can about you know <clears throat> just anything we can do to try and get answers to the families. Well, we appreciate it and we appreciate you. So thank you. 
Well, you're welcome. And I wish we had nothing to talk about. I wish we had no one to interview. Um, obviously, yeah. it's amazing that means... how many you have. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And that's just main. Like we we've covered all over the U.S. and uh, I think a couple of Canadian stories and uh, Mexican uh, Mexico stories, uh, but obviously we live in Maine, so Maine's our primary focus. And it's insane how many cases there are just in Maine. And then you multiply that by 50 states. And then you multiply that by all the different countries in the world. It's awful. It's, it's scary. It's terrible. Um, how many there actually is. I really didn't realize it until I started, you know, learning more about cold cases. And how it's, many there are and missing. It's, it's terrible. Missing people, yeah. missing everything. All right, ladies, uh, you have a good night, and thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you I'm, guys take I'm care. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.